far you think we've gone? 50 miles. I think we're almost to the woods. I know where to find you. Are you okay? You don't steal a cop car! What do you say we get you home safe? All right. Uh, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spavi. Once again, here at the Mark Out Movie Podcast, uh, we've had technical difficulty trying to do it through the Zoom method. Uh, so we decided to go back to old trusty uh, anchor. I guess, uh, and try this episode through there. Uh, Brandon, can you hear me loud and clear? Yeah, you're very clear. All right, good. Can you hear me? So, yeah, yeah. There's still a little a bit of distortion that happens, but it's only whenever we clip one another, so we'll try our best not to do so. But in today's episode, we are looking at uh, or we're refer- reviewing Cop Car, uh, which it seems right now more like we're doing Groundhog Day because we've mentioned it several times. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, oh man! <laughs> yeah, this has been uh, a doozy. It's, if we, it's been a doozy. It's been, it's a, been doozy. a doozy. But anyway, uh, two mischievous boys uh, stumble upon a seemingly abandoned police cruiser and steal it, unaware that its murderous owner who's played by Kevin Bacon, has stashed a hostage in the trunk. This movie initially was released January 24th, 2015, and it was directed by John Watts, and it was budgeted at $5 million, and Brandon's going to get into the numbers as well as the scores. Brandon's fighting. All right. Yeah, it, as you said, it was had a budget of $5 million. It was a very limited release, only made 143000 uh, then went straight to the streaming services uh, where it found a home on Netflix. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, the numbers here are IMDb gives this a 6.3 out of 10. Metacritic gives it a 66%, 72% like it on Google. Rotten Tomatoes, it is certified fresh at 80%, but the audience score only 53%. So they didn't like it as much. Uh, and then I was thinking about that, Brandon. I assume that it's mainly because the audience probably just didn't see it because, as you stated, it was limited release. Uh, it wasn't like it wasn't uh, in every theater or whatever. And yeah. um, so I would say that if more audience members seen it, they probably would have liked it. Uh, yeah, I, and yeah, go ahead. I, mean, I think so. I, I I think it's 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 an independent film, uh, but it. It tells a captivating story with these two kids and the cop that has his car missing. <laughs> I, I, I had a I had a blast with it uh, again. I I had a blast. Uh, it's a very captivating story, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so these uh, kids um, are played by uh, James 
Freeson Jackson and then Hayes Wilford plays uh, Travis and Harrison. And they are, uh, the movie starts off with uh, a spew of cuss words, uh, but you don't see where it's coming from. Uh, it's uh, And it, you find out there's these kids walking across this, this uh, field uh, with some sticks in their hands, cussing and just like doing what kids would typically do, like trying to entertain them themselves. Yeah. Uh, and that's how we kind of know at first that they just kids walking you don't know where they're headed to or where they what's going on. I, I, first, I first thought they were just kids hanging out, like maybe at school or one summer, just hanging out together. Um, I didn't think of anything about it, but you kind of pick up from just things that they mention that they are running away from home at this yeah. point, but you don't really know that. Um, but yeah, uh, and, 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 and I want to say that, that I, I like that. The movie doesn't tell you, like, you know, like jamming in your face. This is what's going on. He hates his stepfather or something like that or whatever, and they're running away or something like that. They didn't make it to know why. You know, kids at young ages at sometimes tend to try to run away or think about, well, where, where would I, how far can I get? How far can I go? And, um, you know, and in reality, in this movie, they didn't even make it too far at all, you know? Yeah. You think about it. Yeah, they didn't end up too far at all. Um what you know, as you were saying, they they uh, were runaways. Uh they didn't know where we didn't know where they were going. I don't believe they knew where they were going. They were just walking and you know and they happened to come across uh this cop car. And one of the friends says, Let's go touch it. Let's run and touch it. Uh, and he runs and he touches it and he dares the other friend to do so. And he's scared to do it because it's a cop car, you know. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting, though, that this is what a typical eight to nine-year-old kid would do. You know, they would get into mischief. Yeah. And the kids were uh, – and, and that's true. It's just this – is, this is probably the best portrayal of what childhood adolescence is at that age of being 12 to 13 I would say they're probably about 12 to 13 probably like that That I think they, they mentioned their, their age around that area but they're young they're, they're at that age where they kind of have their innocence but uh, it, like I'll even say that it goes it does it handles it better in this than it did in like good boy in good boys where they uh, you know the kids was acting a little bit more adult for the age but in this the kids in this movie is acting like their age, just um, curious. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were very curious, too curious for their own good. Um, but you know, I I dug that about the story. Uh, I dug the kids in this movie. Uh, I I thought they were as realistic as you possibly could get at that age, and with their sense of curiosity you know i just i thought it was very realistic right uh and so they as you as you mentioned before they did uh go and uh you know dare each other to hit hit like touch the cop car uh i would even i think that uh the sec the second kid the kid that i would consider the main kid uh which is uh harrison uh He's, I would say he's the main one that we kind of follow a little bit more. Um, he, I don't think they even touched the cop car when he was there. He went over and got close to it, but I don't know if he really touched it. But he did get over there. But then they uh, went they went and seen that there's no one there, so they started, like, you know, grabbing on the doors, seeing if they can get in, yeah. thinking that they can't get in. But then the doors open, and they can get in. And so in their minds – as kids, they feel like they've like they call dibs. Like this is their cop car. They they don't even realize that it's like it's clearly someone's cop car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They don't realize. Uh, but at that age, you know, you, you just you come off. Uh, I think the kids at that times come off ignorant. But at that age, you you don't know any better. Really, mm -hmm. I mean. Uh, but I was like, man, 
and they then they find the keys to it. Once they get in, you know, they're pretending like they're driving. Then they found find the keys and they start it up. And <laughs> it, it was just, it was it was just like, like I can remember when I was a kid. My brother had a a little black vehicle, and I would play like I was driving it. Like I was like nine or ten at about their age. Uh, and I remember starting it up and and I drove it for like a half a second. I, I put it in reverse. <laughs> And hmm. I got a lot of trouble for it. Let's say that. But uh, yeah, I I, I, it, it, I could relate to these kids at, at that age, and uh, you know, it, it was just it was funny to watch, especially early in the movie because they didn't have a clue what they were doing. So I, I, I had fun watching that. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed that uh, that aspect of it. Uh, so they they get into this cop car and they're playing around. It, it, it reminded me of being when I was a kid. Uh, you know, behind my house was like a warehouse. Uh, I don't know what type of warehouse it was. Um, I lived kind of close to the stockyard here in Bowling Green, the livestock, uh, like where they were uh, have auctions and stuff like that. Yeah. And we used to get in trouble going over there and running on the catwalk and stuff and they said hey you damn kids get out of here you know they would just be like mad at us uh and i did you know we didn't think nothing about it but anyway behind my house directly behind my house was some type of factory and i don't know what type of factory it was but there was like a steel a big old steel bar that um like it looked almost like a frame and in our childhood minds we thought it looked like the frame of a truck you know, like a uh, like a truck that you can ride in a pickup truck or something. So to yeah. us, that's what it looked like. So we would go and pick it up and try to move it around. We claimed it as ours. Like, oh, we're going to build and get some tires and put it on there, and it's going to be this, you know. And yeah. uh, and one day we went to pick it up, and I was uh, moving something out of the way, and my friends, my cousin and my friend, um, dropped the bar and, and, you know, and it hit me in the head and, uh, you know, knocked me out for a little bit. Uh, and we got, you know, I, I, you know, I got home and, you know, got doctored by my mom and got yelled at by my mom and my dad, <laughs> but, uh, but I survived, but just, we had no business mess with that bar. It wasn't ours, you know, <laughs> but as a kid, you do stupid stuff. Like you said, because yeah, you, you don't you don't think no further than that point in time. Yeah, exactly. All you all you're thinking about is that at moment, and you're not thinking of the consequences of your actions. Uh, but you know, it, that's also what is captivating about it uh, is these kids. <laughs> they don't think about the consequences of taking a cop car and taking it for a little joyride, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what they were thinking. Uh, it's like, I know one of the kids like, this is a bad idea. The one that you consider the main kid. Yeah, I Harrison. would say, yeah, I would say he didn't, for me to become the main kid until maybe 30, 30 35 minute mark. That's uh, like, it, it kind of switched uh, gears for who was going to be the main kid after that. But I mean, the whole story about taking this cop car and just getting to that gate where it's locked and like ram it, just ram it, <laughs> just like yeah. yeah, yeah, ram it and get on the main highway where actual drivers will be there. But for a good period of time, there was no drivers. It, it was an it was open road. So I just I don't know how true oh. that would be. Uh, depending on the how small the town was, I guess, but yeah, it was just horrifying. It's um, like the, the scene where they, uh, so they rammed the gate and they get through uh, the gate and they're on the main road. And, like this, just the common, the, like the little things that they are just unaware of. Like they, they like say, Hey, let's, let me try driving. And they didn't even have it in park. Yeah. They just got out the car and the car is just still going, man. <laughs> like I'm like no, you know, and uh and uh and they get in, they switch or whatever, and then they said, oh uh, R must mean uh, uh uh back it up, or they said uh, scoot backwards. R means scoot backwards, and then 
uh, P means uh, stop. They didn't, but they don't know P is park, R is reverse, D is drive, you know, things like that. They don't know what that stuff means. They just, so they yeah. kind of figured it out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and like, even at the end, like, which we didn't even get there yet, but uh, even at the end, like, he never figured out what the headlights are, where the headlights are. He figures out other things, but it just because they're kids. Uh, but, um, I think that the uh, yeah they were just so um, so Harrison the one I said later on well you said became maybe the main kids like almost towards the end uh, but Harrison and Travis it seems like Travis was I would say almost like the bad influence on Harrison yeah uh, because of how he would really uh, try to you know hey hey say it you know say the f word or or yeah. uh, go just ram it, or let's no, let's get, get in and do, like he was the guy. But that's kind of like how it is with kids. You kind of go along with your buddy, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's exactly how it is. I mean, I think everybody, you know, every good kid out there has had a bad influence. You know, uh, I I certainly had one. Uh, uh, you know, but. We you, you do as they say if if they're the bad influence, uh, and they get you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but but yeah, I I I, I loved their story uh, all together. Uh, how they got the car, car, how they drove it off, how they got onto the main highway. Uh, but before we continue that part, we got to talk about the cop car and who owned the cop car, and that was none other than Kevin Bacon. So hit yeah. us with it. Uh, yeah, Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kevin, man, in this movie is uh, like he was. This is probably one of his most menacing characters, uh, but uh, but not menacing like over the top. Like him playing in the Hollow Man, he was kind of over the top as yeah. being this villain. Uh, but in this movie, he was like like that's why I said uh, in the previous recording before it all went to uh, hell. Uh, <laughs> I was saying Kevin Bacon in his movie, uh, uh, Sheriff uh, Kritzer, is it's he's kind of ambiguous as to whether he's really a bad guy or a good guy. It's like, but he's he does some really bad stuff, but on purpose and like yeah. purposely bad. Like we will get towards the end and what happens at the end, but he just like he's. But when we first see him, you are like, oh yeah, there's Kevin Bacon, and then uh, and you you don't know what he's doing out there. You think he's just resting, chilling. You don't really know what's going on. But then he pops the trunk and pulls a body out. And you're like, oh no, this is this turned dark. And that's my, dark. That was my that was my resp- uh, my response to it. Like, oh, there's a body. Okay, uh, what's going on <laughs> with this? And um. He goes to dump the body. He goes to clean up to pick up the shoe. You know, you don't know what he's doing, but uh, you, and then you realize that it's all tied into that uh, where the kids discover the car and take it on a joyride. Yeah. So, but his response, uh, I want to say this: his response was great. Like his, uh, like he didn't have at the very beginning. He didn't have a lot of dialogue. He, he like he did some frustration stuff. But he did a lot of his acting was just in his facial yeah. uh, emotion, you know, that he's just displayed. That's why Kevin is such a great actor, man. He's so underrated. Oh, I couldn't agree more uh, about Kevin Bacon. Uh, I, man, dude is probably uh, probably my top ten of all time. I mean, and, and I, I mean, I'm just saying that on top of my head, but. He's definitely up there as far as underrated actors. Uh, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Uh, he, he is great in this role. And I, what I love the most about him, though, even though he kind of is playing – obviously, he's playing a corrupted sheriff. Uh, he's, whoever was in that trunk that he was dumping a body in that well or shaft or whatever it is, uh, obviously, they had something on him. Uh, don't know what that is. You never find out. That's – kind of the charm of this movie you don't find out a lot you're just living in this moment as the kids are 
And I, I adored that about this film. But one of, my, one of my favorite things he does is once he notices his car is gone, he calls dispatch and it says there's radio interference and he wants everybody to switch to channel seven, I do believe. Mm-hmm. So, he could, so he can actually find his car and and take care of whoever stole it. <laughs> Which he has no idea yeah. it was kids. Yeah. And uh he uh like I love the all right, so that when he calls the the uh police when he calls the the station uh, to talk to the lady uh over the phone, the dispatcher, uh he, he uh rehearses it yeah. several times until she picks up. Like just I love that just the the writing in this movie was so good. Uh, the uh, just and, and but it wouldn't have worked if it hadn't been for the ability of Kevin Bacon and these kids. These kids didn't seem like actors playing kids in a movie. You know what I mean? I do it's, know. They felt mean. like it, they felt like 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 it feels like you just dropped in. If you just walked up on the situation and experienced all this happening. Right then and there, yeah. They no one says no one says here. Let me pick. The, let me uh, let you know what happened prior to here, so that you can get caught up. Like there's no big exposition dumps, and I love the. This is filmmaking, man. I love that there's no big exposition dumps where it's like, oh, let me tell you the reason why Kevin uh, stole this and did this or doing this because da 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 da. You know, it's none of that. It's more like. Hey man, you're in it with us. You're right in the yeah. thick of it right now. Yeah, you're, it's like they just dropped you into the situation, <laughs> and you're on for a ride. Uh, it really doesn't. It doesn't go back and tell you what happened, as you said. Uh, and we don't. I, we'll get there, but I felt like it didn't really tell you what happened, how this thing will end either. Uh, no, you're, it's it's up to you to guess what happens. Uh, really, uh, so. But yeah, uh, I love that Kevin. He, he's running down these uh, uh, fields, and he he comes across a, a, a trailer park, and he ends up mm-hmm. taking his shoelace to get inside one of the vehicles, and, and he's gonna steal it, hotwire it. I love that 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 he was so desperate. It, it truly, it, 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 you see desperation. I, I think at its finest uh, when a person's that desperate, you know. I feel like did an amazing job with his character in, the, in that moment. Yeah, me too, man. Him, uh, you felt the frustration with him every time his shoelace missed the loop, uh, the 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 uh, knob, the little knob to kind of open the door to the car. Every time he missed it, you're like, "Ooh, he's so close!" And you like, you're like watching it with him. Like, I wonder if he's gonna get it. Yeah, and he gets it, and he finally gets in the car. Uh, he uh, hot wires the car and uh, takes off, and and there's people in the neighborhood are not even aware of what happened. Not, someone just stole the car not a out of that neighborhood. Not a clue. Uh, it was like a lady was moving her trash can. She has no idea somebody just stole that car. All she knew is the the neighbor just left. That's all she thinks, probably. Yeah. Uh, but and then like he gets to the stoplight, sees that dude in the car. Yeah. Uh, uh on the bike or whatever. And he starts to come over to him, and it, you know, and then like he gets pulled over by the police, and uh, he calls in, uh, saying that there's like some type of uh, crime happening to get the police. But you can see also how desperate he was, yeah. Because at that moment, he felt like I would have to shoot this cop in order to survive. Yeah. So I, I remember watching it the first time around, and like even the second time, because I did not know there was a, another body in the trunk. I was like, why don't he just call and say his cop was his car was stolen? I mean, I get that he's probably got evidence still in his car, but I mean, you know, then you find out why he doesn't call later in the movie because there's another body in there, uh, and he's not dead. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the things he goes to do, the things he does to get to to the point where he finds the car, it's unbelievable. Only, I mean, I. Kevin is amazing in the role, though. He, he, I enjoyed watching him. I enjoyed watching this character do the things he did. Not actually do them, but, you know, the desperation. I thought it was brilliant. I just thought it was brilliant. Um, the one thing about these kids, uh, 
like when they're in the car and they're uh, driving around, oh, and they're speeding and yeah. and they're on the the open road and it's like literally jumping hills, it's just terrifying. But you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, when they but one part real quick when they uh when they see the radio and they start trying to they they say hey they say that they have di- they ate a diarrhea milkshake yeah and that they're gonna have diarrhea later. He's like no, no say shit you know you know just because the kids. Uh, it didn't like they uh, before they even called back in. He, they, she, one of them was like, "But well, no, no, they probably know all the cops' uh, voices." So no, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, they do, probably know their voices, but they they don't even think about it. As, as a kid. You don't think about the fact that your voice is a different level than an adult's voice, mm-hmm. and so their rationality is, "No, I can't say this because they know that it is not." The cops, they, they know that it, my voice is not their voice. Yeah, but it's not so much because I'm a kid, but because they're a different person. They probably know who they are, you know. And so, and, and then there's another that scene where we finally meet Bev. I think is the name uh, played by Cameron uh, Manham. Um, she uh, she's driving uh, her car, uh, and uh, she just sees. On the over the plane, uh, another vehicle, which is the cop car, and she sees that it at one point swerved into her lane a little bit. Yeah, and then swerves swerves back over and just keeps going. And she's like, looks and sees, and she just can barely make out that there's two kids in the car. It reminded me a lot of, and this is stupid, Brandon, <laughs> but it reminded me a lot of Jumanji in the scene where, uh, uh, like, wasn't somebody driving? And they just happen to look over and see the see the monkeys driving the cop car. Oh yeah, yeah. And just like and and just kind of looking like like how insane that is. Yeah, you know. But she <laughs> that's that's what kind of reminds me of. But she did an amazing job, and she's a very good actress. I don't know where she's from. Some TV show, uh, maybe one of the Law and Orders. I'm not sure, but I remember from the miniseries Elvis, where she played uh, Elvis's mom, and she was really good in that. But it's her reaction. She's also in Romy and Michelle. Uh, she's also in Rom- Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Yeah. Um, yeah, she she's was. She's been a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just her reactions to it all. And then she gets to the diner. She's like, I just saw the strangest thing. And the guy says, I'll be back. <laughs> or something like that. And she's just like, she just, her, her thought process was, it wasn't, it, it felt like she wasn't acting. It, it, she was really living this moment. And I, she's amazing. She's a very underrated actress as well. Oh, uh, I, I just yeah, it was really good acting in this movie, you know. Very solid, solid acting. Um, from everyone, actually, everybody in this movie was solid. Yeah. Um, it, even the uh, like later on, you find out the kids uh pull over uh to stop driving for a minute to kind of look through the car. Uh, to see what all because the, they said hey, there's all kind of stuff in the back trunk, the back seat here, and so they look through the car, uh, and uh, and they're playing with like the police uh, caution tape. Uh, they're playing with uh, the the flip defibrillators, um, the shotguns and the rifles, and but there's other actual assault type of rifles. It seems like in this car. Uh, but and then guns and they, oh my goodness, pointing at each other, jumping over them. Like I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> don't do this. But um, but um, they finally open the trunk and find out that there is a guy in the trunk. Uh, are we ready to go there or do? Um, yeah, we can go there. I mean, I think yeah, it's, uh, it's a really. Uh, I think it, we're about there anyway. So I think it, it'd be fine just to. Jump right into that guy in the trunk. <laughs> so the guy in the trunk. Uh, I thought I did know the difference between you and I, Brandon, is at the beginning I didn't notice the the other. I thought body in the trunk. I didn't realize that it, they were still alive. So I figured just another body. That these kids running driving around this cop car with a dead body in the trunk, and that they're gonna get caught one day, and they're gonna have to. And people, they're going to explain why they got this cop car and that they have a body in the trunk. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I just, I just, uh, so I just missed that body. I didn't, I didn't see another body in there. Uh, but again, that makes sense why he didn't call for help. 
with this car being stolen. But yeah, go ahead. But yeah, so uh, he, uh, so they have the, they they're looking uh, through the car and they find this body. They find this guy, and he finally wakes up and he's, uh, uh, you know, screaming. He's saying, uh, "Don't kill me! Don't kill me! What'd you do with my brother?" Da, da, da. And then when he opens his eye, you can see there's two kids, and uh, he pretty much, uh, he pretty much, he, you think you, you're sympathetic towards him. You're like, oh, I don't know why he's in the trunk. Why Kevin is have him in the trunk? I think around the same time, you also see that Kevin uh, is somewhere uh, flushing cocaine down the toilet. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you realize, okay, so it has something to do with some cocaine or some drugs, um, but uh, but. The guy's primo's like, hey, no, no, I won't hurt you. Yeah, just let me out and we'll, uh, you know, uh, uh, just, you know, I'll reward you or whatever. And um, and so the kids let him out. And the next thing you see is uh, the kids be held at gunpoint by this guy. So this guy tricked him. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and end up putting him in the backseat of the cruiser. Um. And uh, told him to don't say nothing because, uh, like, he graphically says uh, that if you say something, essentially, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your uh, grandmother. I'm going to kill your mother. I'm going to kill your stepfather. I'm going to kill your gerbil. I'm going to kill your snake. I'm going to just, it just says he's going to kill everything. Yeah. And, uh, and these kids, it just frightens them. And, um, but uh, one of the kids, Harrison, kept the gun, a gun uh, tucked into his uh, shirt under his shirt and stuff. So, um, so they're in the back seat of the car. Uh, Brandon, what happened from there? Well, right before that, I actually forgot it, but Kevin Bacon was trying to reach them on his uh, radio on the truck on a secure channel uh, while they were playing right. with the guns and stuff outside. So he gets them. The guy that's in the trunk gets them to. Get Kevin Bacon to come out there, right? Because uh, mm -hmm. he's going to go hide, and he's planning to shoot him as he's walking up to the car. But he can't. It seems like he can't get off a good shot. <laughs> he can't see or something. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, uh, what you were talking about uh, with the kids in the back seat. Uh, I think what I'm thinking of happened later. They actually shoot the gun and it goes off uh up top but uh when kevin comes in um you know he's walking he sees the kids and there's like should we tell him you know that this guy's out there basically waiting for him to show up and hunt him and kill him and uh, it, it was just uh this guy just seemed like he wasn't really coherent like he wasn't all there like uh, the truck the truck yeah guy? he was just he didn't. He didn't feel like he knew what he was really. He knew what he wanted to do, but he just couldn't do it. Now he's like his brain was really scattered. To, that's how I took it anyway. But his face was all messed mm. up. It just because it seemed like he had no problem killing someone. We'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> but when Kevin Bacon walked up there, it's like he couldn't shoot. I don't know. I don't know if he just didn't see because it didn't show if he saw him or not. I, he just. What do you think? Did you think he, he was had a concussion or anything? I I was wondering if he was just uh waiting to get like a clear shot for some reason. Uh but I thought he had one while he was walking up, but I guess he wanted him to kind of get in a steady, like not a moving target, but just as a steady target. Yeah. Uh and so uh but yeah, so Kevin uh, gets there and he and he sees the boys, he opens the door for a minute and um Says the man, y'all did good. Thank you for finding my car. Thank, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you know you, you, oh, I get you home safe. Yeah. Da, da, da. At this point, you don't know if Kevin really is going to get him home safe, or he's going to let by guys be by guns, or what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. Uh, and so, um, and then like, uh, but notice is that the kids are not really saying anything. And then they're kind of uh, scared. Yeah. And so he realizes they opened the trunk because he asked them if they opened the trunk and they said no. Yeah, he, he asked but, a lot. Uh, he's but, like, did you open the trunk? Did you open the trunk? Did you open the trunk? 
did you open the trunk? <laughs> it's just like, did you open the oh, trunk? Man. Did you open? Was, did you open the trunk? He you was know. so, uh, he was so desperate in that moment. Uh, he's like, oh god, they know. And I thought the reason he was asking so many times, like, oh god, I'm gonna have to kill these kids too. And I'm like, because I mean, he obviously was gonna do willing to do anything uh, to to cover his own hide. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So killing kids. And it gets to the point where or anyone else or having anyone else get killed is just totally cool with him. Yeah, so let's explain that part. Yeah, they were like collateral damage at this point for him. Uh, yeah, he was totally cool with it because there's the girl, the woman that called in that seeing about seeing the kids. And he's like, did you call in? He's like, yeah. I says, you did a good service, ma'am. Uh, but I've been injured, and he's sitting on the side of the road uh, uh, by the car. It's like, I lost my keys. Can you go over there and look for them? And uh, she's like, well, can't we just – can, you can call my – you can have my phone to call. It's like, no, ma'am. Let's just look for them. And I was like, okay, he's going to get this woman killed. And I knew that's what he wanted. It's my first thought, Yeah, he's going to get this woman killed, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know where the guy is. So once he gets – she did – she does end up getting killed he's gonna know exactly where the guy is and he he used her as bait and she's talking back and forth with him that she can't find them next thing you know she's being shot in the face and uh, she's uh, actually she's yeah she looks around and then she happens to look she's, there's a man standing over there and then uh and then by the time she said that pal he, she gets yeah. shot and killed and the kids are like responsible like oh my god you know this person just died in front of yeah. me, and uh, and um, and and uh, the uh, you know, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Uh, so uh, at the time, there's a shootout between Kevin and the trunk man, and they're fighting, they're shooting at each other, uh, and uh, next thing you know, both of them get shot, and both of them kind of collapse. Kevin collapsed like by the cop car touching it and falling down. But uh, and the kids at this point, like they they had the gun. They established earlier that they wanted to shoot the trunk guy, but uh, Evan uh, Travis was unafraid. Was afraid to do it. Right, Travis was afraid to pull the trigger and actually do like shoot the guy. Um, which you know, yeah. I don't know. But also, but they, then, they, like, they, they didn't. Had, they didn't. Uh, they had a safety on, so they couldn't shoot. Mm-hmm. And they accidentally, I'm assuming, so, so well, it, I mean, you didn't see it exactly, but obviously they accidentally pushed the safety off, and then they shot above them, and their ears are ringing. But, well, well yeah, but even before that, yeah, they, they're, like, looking down the barrel of the gun, and uh, they're just doing all sorts of mad things with this freaking gun, man. Uh, but, but, yeah, so he shoots, and he ricochets, and then uh, he tries it again, and he shoots, and it breaks the glass. And so the kid, uh, Harrison, darts out the car and starts running. And then, like, uh, Travis says, no, no, come back, come back. And so he comes back and realizes Travis has been shot. Like, so the bullet, I guess, uh, ricocheted off and bounced back into him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and shot him in, the, I guess, stomach or somewhere. Like, he, he's... He's pretty. He shot pretty bad. Yeah, man. he's bleeding out. Uh, and that, and at that point, man, the movie like, see, I thought that they were both gonna get out the car and run away, and just like it, this never happened. Like just and then go back home, you know. But I didn't. But then at this point, it took a really dark turn, and I'm like, oh man, yeah, like what, like what in the world, man? How did they? How how do we end this thing? Because uh, Travis is sitting in the back seat shot and uh then um uh harris harrison decides to go ahead and drive them off to um you know try to he don't need he don't know where he's going no he don't uh brandon he doesn't know where he's, he's going. just going straight ahead hopefully he finds town finds a hospital but he don't know i mean he don't know how to get there he's just going straight ahead and uh and in pursuit Kevin Bacon finally gets up and then gets in his truck and follows them. 
and he gets on the radio. So I just want my car. <laughs> he, just, he just wanted his car. Yeah. <laughs> but he hey, rams uh, him. Yeah. As well. So. Mm. So obviously he wanted more yeah, than a car. Kevin ain't gonna. Yeah, Kevin doesn't. Kevin. Kevin was gonna kill these kids. He didn't want them to live. Uh, but. Um, and then that's times where I was watching this, you think, well, what would you do? Would you pull over? Would you just, you know, but in reality, anything you could do is probably lead you lead to your death. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, uh, he, uh, he drives off and uh, Kevin. Uh, so earlier they established that, remember Brandon, they, they hit that fence to uh, get, the fence open, yeah, so that they can be out on an open road. But that fence was keeping cattle in the, on the plains, so the cattle at this point ventured out into the open road. And what happens, uh, Brandon? Well, they passed it, and Kevin ends up not passing. Now, did he actually hit the cow or did he hit the tree? Uh, it, it was so fast for me. I think he hit the cow. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think he hit the cow and then probably, probably spun yeah. and hit the tree or hit hit something. Yeah, I saw but, the, yeah, in, uh, the, in the rearview mirror, the uh, Harrison was looking back and he saw the truck at a stop. Because, uh, yeah, you're probably right. He probably did hit the cow. It's just, it, it really happened so fast. You knew he hit something. I thought maybe he swerved and ended up going and hitting a tree. Uh, but either way, he's down for the count. I mean, he was shot mm -hmm. pretty bad as well, so he was probably bleeding out as well. You can really tell he was struggling to drive and, and talk at the same time on that radio. And Oh, absolutely. And the, uh, tra and not Travis, but Harrison is, is put on the, uh, the, the, the lights to know that the cop is coming. And, and basically that's where it ends. You don't know if he made, made it to the hospital or not. Uh, uh, you see, so uh, so the CB radio. I think you hear the voice of uh, the lady at the uh, at the police station or whatever. You hear somebody calling, mentioning, you know, like you hear some type of scanner traffic, and then like you see Harrison grab the the CB radio and start saying something like "hello, hello," you know, and uh, just I guess let them know what's going on, but. You don't know if they make it. You don't know, like he, like the movie ends with them making it. You can see city lights, so he's yeah. making it back, and making it close to town. Yeah. But at at this point, I mean, it doesn't look too good for uh for Travis. Yeah. It doesn't look good for it. I think Tra I I venture to think a part of me wants to say that the kid lived in the backseat, but I I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't think so uh, either. I don't know how far that. I don't know how far down Harrison made it before he probably ultimately crashed because he was speeding. He was doing like a hundred. He was like he was he was gunning it. He doesn't have a seatbelt on. I was thinking he's going to hit something and fly through the windshield. It just out, just you know, it just you don't know who lived, man. You at this point, you can venture to say all three of them probably end up dying. Yeah, I uh, you know. As far as uh, Travis and uh, the sheriff Kevin Bacon's concerned, uh, if anyone, if one of those lived, I'd say maybe Kevin lived, uh, survived that crash. But I think he was bleeding out as well. Uh, he needed to be at a hospital ASAP as well. Uh, they both were shot, and it didn't look good for either one. So uh, I think you could be right. They could have all just died. I mean, we don't know. It's, and I know some people hate those type of endings where you, it, but the director leaves it up to the audience to say what happened, and I, I like that sometimes. Uh, but you know, it was a, a captivating movie. It very entertaining. Uh, felt real at times. Uh, I think it was well acted, well directed, well written, as you've said. Uh, it was a very very good independent thriller. I enjoyed it, and uh, I like that 
Yeah, me too. I enjoyed. I like that the director allowed uh, the actors to act. You know what I mean? Yeah. Allowed them to just kind of be the characters. Kevin didn't. Uh, Kevin didn't have to be over the top the whole time or anything like that. Like sometimes he doesn't say anything and he's acting his butt off. You know what I'm saying? He's just really carrying it. Yeah. And then uh, he allowed the kids to be kids. And you to sympathize with the kids, but then also, you, you as in a, it puts you in a perspective of being a grown up watching this. You're like, oh my goodness, you know, you're scared for them, you're scared yeah. for these kids because, you know, you you remember what it was like and some of the stuff that you did when you was a kid. And you think, oh man, you're an idiot. Yeah, you know, definitely. <laughs> you was an idiot. Yeah, definitely thinking that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I- it was just it was interesting because you had the kids' point of view, you had Kevin Bacon's point of view, and you even have the guy in the truck's point of view to a certain degree, and they all intertwined together at the end, and you, it made for some it made for good drama, really. I mean, it was a very interesting tale to tell. Uh, I applaud them for it. I, I we need more films like this because. It wasn't mm-hmm. Hollywood. It wasn't like this big blockbuster movie. And the fact that Kevin Bacon did a movie like this, I think, says a lot for not just his acting ability, but his uh, his character as a person. You know, that he's not too big to do a film like this on this really low budget. You know, because a lot of people wouldn't right. do this. That that you know, he's a big. He's still a pretty big star today. And he's a well known actor. You know, a lot of people wouldn't do films like this. Uh, I. Jeff Bridges is another one that does it. Uh, just you know, I think if you love the art form of acting, you'll do it. But if you if you just in it for the money, I'm looking at Bruce Willis when I say this. <laughs> you know, because uh, <laughs> I feel like that's what he's in it for now. He's just in it for the money, and not the true art form of it. I love to see actors really show you know showcase their their art, and I think Kevin Bacon did it in this current role you know i'm sorry if i went off a little bit i just i i really thought it was art i thought i was watching art on screen and i don't get to see art a whole lot yeah uh yeah i agree with you uh and these kids also went on to be another stuff uh unfortunately one of them went on to be independence day resurgence but you know we won't hold that against them uh (laughs) But uh, but Jeff, the other one went on to. I was just gonna say, well, Jeff Goldblum went on to do that too. So, yeah, that's true. He has kids, uh, but then, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he does. At this point, he could do a couple of bombs, and it yeah. doesn't kill his career at all. No, okay? no. It doesn't. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum is is like a, this, if he unless he does another rapey movie, he's he should be fine. Yeah, I mean Jeff, Jeff Goldblum's good. Jeff Goldblum is art at its finest. Uh, yeah. Even I, I did feel like he phoned it in on that performance, though. But he he is art. Uh, watching him perform is, is what like watching Picasso, you know, it, or someone, you know, like in that field. It, it's just it's it's just art. That's Jeff Goldblum, though. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, just Jeff, but uh, but yeah, uh, same could be said for Kevin. Uh, yeah, but yeah, um, but, but yeah, I, I think that everybody in this movie was great. I think that the kids, uh, kids, um, carried the film well. Uh, you know, to the you know to the uh, point, but then I think that Kevin Bacon just held the whole film up. He was very just every time he's on screen, you just want to see more of him. But then also you want to see more of the kids too. Yeah. Uh, so it was just really well done. Um, you ready to give the mark outs? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's give the marks. You want me to go first? All right, here you? we go. The marks. Uh, you go first, right? Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I'm not sure what that was, okay. but okay. <laughs> a four out of five. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Explain. Explain. Yeah. I just I I thought you know I I don't give it a a total five. Uh, 
I guess because of the ending, because you don't know, even though I don't mind it, it it didn't feel like it had a conclusion to me. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. but I, I think it was a well-made film altogether. It just didn't feel like it had a conclusion. I guess that's why yeah. I don't give it I, a, honestly, a five. Yeah, I honestly give it the same rating, a four out of five. Uh, uh, same reason. Uh, it's because the ambiguity of the end. Uh, yeah. It's not that it was bad, though. Uh, no. Some movies can do that. They can end up in the air like that, and it's okay. Uh, because and it, but it has to even itself out. And this movie does do that. If a movie gives you exposition and dumps everything and it leaves all up in the air, it can't do that because you like you need a conclusion. But this yeah. movie left so much, so much away from your knowledge. You you don't know what the whole situation is. So yeah. at the end, you don't know what the whole conclusion is, yeah, and exactly. it's okay because it's still it's the way the whole movie flowed. It, it dropped you in, it took you right out, and left you not knowing. It's almost like you just was a visitor long enough to see this craziness, and then exactly. it took you away. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Four out of five. Yeah, I mean, that's a great score. I mean, it's, uh, I, I'd watch it again. I think it's has rewatchability all over it. I, I just, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if there was a plan. Maybe, and I don't think there really was a plan for a sequel or even a prequel or anything. I just, it just, as you said, dropped you in in a situation, and you, you got to see it. Some things explored, some things didn't get explored, and it's just. You have to be okay with that, and and I was, I was fine yeah. with it. I just, it didn't feel like it had a true conclusion. That's, that's my only gripe. Yeah, it just didn't feel like it had a conclusion. But yeah, but then again, <laughs> that's, I guess that is its conclusion. Yeah, is that there is no conclusion. Like you don't know what's what's to happen, who's gonna live, who's gonna die. You really, well, you you don't know. The only one that you know for sure is dead is the woman, Bev. You know she's dead. She took a headshot. Yeah, you. Dead. I believe the the man in the trunk is dead because he yeah. didn't move again. So I assume he's dead. Yeah, so I he, he could be alive, but I assume he's dead. Yeah. Um, but but then Kevin, uh, I assume after that crash he's dead, but he could still survive it. But he's probably have internal injuries. Uh, so he could be dead. He wasn't superhuman. He no, was shot, and he said internal in- energy, in- energy, uh, internal injuries probably. So he's, there's a good chance he's dead. Yeah, I would. Know. I uh, say it's 80, 80, 20. 80% he's dead, 20% he survives. <laughs> but, you know. Now, Travis. Travis, I think it's like 90% he's dead, 10% he's alive. Yeah. Now with Harrison, you just don't know. You don't know. You just you. There's no way you could say, "Oh, he survived," or because you don't know. As you said, he was driving like 100 miles an hour. He could have hit something, and probably would have hit something. I mean, and, especially and when he and got the only down. lights he has. Yeah, the only lights he has on the vehicle is the uh, is the cherries on top of the yeah. vehicle. That's the only lights he has. Uh, the so he doesn't have headlights on. Uh, he doesn't have high beams on. He has nothing. Like literally, the scariest feeling, one of the scariest feelings in this movie was, and it's not horror, was just him driving down that road and not being able to see up in front of him. Yep. You know, as as some as if anyone who drives and drives at nighttime, especially in uh dense areas where you can't really tell stuff, I have bad vision at night. So guys, I really literally. A bad visit at night. I can't drive too well at nighttime in unfamiliar areas, and so to it's a scary feeling to not be able to know what's around each curve and turn. But this guy is totally going in blind with no lights on, other than the cherries on top of the the cruiser. So yeah, yeah. Ooh, so, what a ride! What a ride this movie it, was, though. It was a ride. Um, so I don't know if you know it yet or not, Aaron. But do you want to? Give us a sneak peek of what's next week on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right now, I'm leaning either between uh, 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 Little Giants on uh, which I think that's on uh, 
either IMDb, IMDb TV or uh, Prime. I think uh, you can get it through there. I'm not sure. Or uh, uh, I was thinking about doing uh, something on Disney Plus. Or, or I'm, I don't know. Or I might do Netflix. I might do uh, School Days. Since, uh, which I, I think it would be interesting to look at Spike Lee's School Days and uh, examine that movie. Uh, so you've never seen it, I assume. School Days? Yeah. Uh, I would have to look it up real quick. I don't it's on think Netflix. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll Doesn't, probably, um, we might. Doesn't look familiar to me. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I'll find some, uh, I'll let some, uh, y'all know later on within the, uh, well, uh, Brent, I'll let Brandon on. Brandon will publish it uh, on our uh, Facebook. What we got going up, going on this week. Um, also, uh, sneak peek into a game I would like to play with Brandon. Sometime it's I think it's called it's guess that log line, and so uh, a log line is uh, a brief little uh, scoop of what a movie's about, and you gotta guess what that movie is from the log line. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play this game sometime. I think it'd be fun to kind of break up the monotony. Not everything has to be uh, a review of a movie. We can just talk about the tagline or the lo- the uh, log line of that movie and guess it. Um, yeah. That so yeah. Good. So yeah, it's been a fun episode. Actually, I think it worked out better uh, on Anchor. Thanks to Anchor. For always being there, uh, what um, you know, you're the champion in the game. So thank you, Anchor. Uh, and um, Randy, anything else you want to tell the people? Uh, no. I mean, I don't really have anything planned. Uh, I may review what am I reading? Uh, Flu. I finished that a couple nights ago. So, um. Other than that, I really don't have anything. I got my Scream season three review up. If you want to check that out, it's got it's a uh, it's spoilers. I had to see so. season one and season two. Yeah, but uh, it's 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 a it's a review, but it's also a rant. Uh, so uh, at your own risk, if you want to review that, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, watch listen to that. You you may uh, I, I I welcome it, but if you do, you probably never want to. <laughs> see uh me talk about scream ever again but <laughs> and i have no intentions of talking about that ever again i hope one day we will review all four movies on the horror section but i'm gonna give scream a break for now <laughs> as you should as you should um and uh i, I should have with uh dustin another uh riff mark out riff um and Quentin, we should be coming back. He says he's seen two episodes of the show Devs. Uh, that's the show we're going to try to analyze. I'm waiting for him to w- watch the rest of the show. It's a it's a hard show to kind of get through, but it's an interesting topic. And so I like talking about parallel universes and time travel. And so this is what like we're going to we're going to dive into these theories and see what 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 you think about it. So. Uh, and uh, me and Brandon, of course, will be back weekly with another episode coming Friday. Uh, right now, up in the air as to what it is. I want to do something. I think I'm going to do something dealing with uh, school. So we're, I'm going to go ahead and call it. We're going to do school days. Um, well, if you uh, want to do for next well, week. no, it's your pick. I won't. I won't give any suggestions. Well, so. you know, suggest. What, what are your uh, suggestions? I was just going to say. Uh, can't hardly wait is on uh, Prime, I believe, or maybe it's Netflix. It's on one of these streaming services. I know you're a big fan of that yeah, movie. I, yeah, I mean, I may do that. Um, all right, so maybe I do that because I also want us to cover at least one black school movie, and there's not many of them. <laughs> we only got school days. It's only one. No, no, all of them. No, we have dangerous minds. Yeah, but all of them. Most of them are always dealing with like. Uh, Urban school that has a teacher yeah. coming in to kind of help spark kids. 
things like that. School day is in college, so yeah. maybe I can do school days some other time. And school days right. is going to be uh, something that you're either going to like or you're not going to like. But well, I mean, um, you but, can pick. But, I mean, pick what you want. It's your pick, darn it. <laughs> I will pick, but I might pick. I might pick two things. We'll see. I don't know. Okay. I do uh, know eventually. When last time we did, we did, we just, we just did versus mode, so it's pretty hard to do another one. I mean, we could. I mean, when we first started this thing, you, we did. Does it hold up? We did two movies. So I mean, it's. it's yeah, we're gonna do. Does, we're gonna we're gonna do a double. Does it hold up? Okay. School days and can't help. Can't hardly wait. It's not versus because they're two separate movies, but do they hold up? We're gonna do that. I know eventually I want to do Dangerous Minds and uh, Lean on Me uh, eventually. but uh, That's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. It's but, been a while. Yeah, so that's what we got next week. But it's been a while since I've seen Dangerous Minds. Uh, I think Lean on Me is strain- streaming somewhere. <laughs> but I haven't seen Dangerous Minds since like probably 90-something. Yeah. Literally. Like, I could probably count on one hand as many times I've seen that movie. Uh, maybe two or three. I think I, I saw remember it because of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, in her prime too. Uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that, but yeah, in her prime. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, though. I liked it when I saw it, but it's been a while. I would say early two thousands. This was the last time I saw it. I think it came on Stars one night, and I watched it. Yeah, I like that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I like that. I like that versus mode. Uh, Actually, it's a good versus mode. I was trying to see where it is, if uh, Lean on Me is playing anywhere, uh, streaming-wise. Yeah, I don't know um, if it is or not. I love it. Movie. Uh, it's probably but, my favorite Morgan Freeman movie. And he's made a lot of great ones, but there's something about that, that particular story. I just, I love Joe Clark. I love that story, and I just, I really love that movie. Sorry to, to talk yeah. about Lean on Me, but that's, it was one of my oh, favorites. Oh, man. Sims? 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 You still smoking crack, are you, Sims? Oh, man. <laughs> Move expeditiously. But uh, we're going to end this show expeditiously. Uh, we went to an hour. We're not going to go any further. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Mark Out Movie Podcast. Brandon and I appreciate you. Also, thank you for looking looking at our content on uh, YouTube, Mark Out Movie Podcast on YouTube. Uh, we try to get the episode up there this week with the Zoom, but Zoom acted a fool today and didn't want to cooperate. So I'm going to maybe even try to pull this audio and put it on YouTube, but also edit it a little bit to kind of make it flashing. I don't know. If, if I do, if I do, if I don't, I don't. But Brandon, do you love the people? Yes or no? <laughs> do I love the question. people? Do they smell what the rock is cooking? Of course I love the people. We're the people's champions here, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what I'm talking about. It don't matter. It doesn't matter what Brandon thinks. Do the people love us? That is the question. <laughs> and I think they do. Uh, real quick, I want to thank uh, people. That, first, I want to thank Elizabeth uh Elizabeth Beth uh, Williams, who has been supporting this from day one, we thank you for your your support. She created our first logo and everything, and and we rocked it for the longest. We thank you. I want to thank David Webster, uh, who uh, came up with our current logos. Thank you, sir. I want to thank uh, uh, Bill Doris, who uh, helped us with the animation that we put on our YouTube channel. I thank him, and I just want to thank everyone, uh, the uh, everyone that has supported us, who gave us feedback. Tiffany on uh, YouTube, thank you for giving us feedback on videos. Uh, we thank everyone constantly for man marking out with us. Yeah, uh, that's that's all I gotta say, Brandon. Yeah, I I can't say it any better than you. I mean, we thank all these people: Beth, uh, David, uh, Tiffany. Uh, new people that are coming to us asking questions about doing a podcast and or, or whatever. Uh, people are listening and they want our feedback. And uh, we are just so appreciative to those people that do listen. And, you know, we're helping inspire others. So uh, I think it's great. Uh, like I said, 
we appreciate it more than you know. Uh, believe me, <laughs> we do. So we, we thank you all. Absolutely. Amen. All right. Well, that's it. Um, Well, let's end this. So this is Aaron Willow and and this is Brandon Spivey. (laughs) Well, he forgot his name. (laughs) But I I didn't know if you were going to say it because usually you say it all. So I was like, okay. I was going to. Yeah, I was going to let you say it right there. But hey, uh, this is us at the Mark Out Movie Podcast, and we thank you for marking out with.